0: Welcome to the Wild D Podcast, where our primary goal is to keep you informed and to be your central point of contact for what's happening around us. Anytime we get a chance, we like to give you something to think about. So if you're new to the show, we cover a wide range of topics from society to sobriety, from the culture to the vultures. And that's just the tip of the iceberg. Today's discussion is going to be something different because we usually do it in a long form type of discussion. This discussion is fueled by you. Yes, yeah, so we took your feedback in, your questions, and some of your thought patterns we're going to take it in and say hey you know what how will we respond in this situation and give you something to think about from that perspective so please if you have any questions this is feedback friday please don't hesitate to send them in and we will keep you anonymous welcome 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 it's a beautiful day some places it's warm some places it's cold some places it's snowing what i want to do really quickly is no matter what your situation is is to come back talk about feedback friday we got a lot of information inside the mailbag and because of the type of questions that we received i wanted to make sure that i did my best job of giving you the type of answers that would help you with those types of questions now here's the thing i told you i bet on myself i bank on myself i cannot answer those questions and obviously I had to tap into the mailbox, tap into my network, and contact my guy, Mr. Alan Leslie of Six Figures to Bigger Figures. And he's sure. going to come in and he's going to answer some of these questions and help us out. But before we do that, Alan, how's it going?
1: Man, I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. I'm, I'm, I'm in one of those cold places that you talked about. It's snowing over here.
0: I tell you what, it was kind of crazy. This morning we woke up and everybody's device was just like had an emergency tornado warning yeah. and and that's what it was right and, and that's how we woke up every device in the house pretty much got this loud beep and we we're trying to run around and try to figure out how to turn all of them off but that's another another story for another day right now we want to talk about just in case those storms come you got to mm-hmm. be prepared right so we got some financial questions yes and, sir and i want to uh throw them to you so if you're ready let's just go ahead and jump right into it Yes,
1: sir. Yes, sir, man. Let's go. And by the way, uh, just very quickly, this is six figures. The bigger figures, uh, Dwayne, you mentioned it. My story power, I inherited, lost, regained, and surpassed a six-figure net worth. So, uh, you get me on Instagram at 6ftbf, YouTube, Facebook, uh, the whole nine. Man. I'm here for it. I'm here just trying to give financial data free. I don't. I'm not asking for anything other than the follow. Right. I'm just doing it out of the passion. Man. So let's let's go.
0: I love it. I love it. Not, we don't do this for the likes. We do this to help people. Yeah, do it. for the love, not for the likes, baby. <laughs> All right, cool. So the first one, uh, first question that we got in. As, a, as someone that is back in school and approaching mm-hmm. finance, which certification would you recommend pursuing? Is it a CPA or a CFP or would it, mm-hmm. would it be something else?
1: Yeah, that's a very good question. Uh, and I hate to answer a question with the question, but it, it really depends on where your passion is okay so i'm a cpa and a cfe and the cpa certification is not something you should get just to play around just to you know uh, hang on the wall if you're going to get a cpa certification make sure you can put it to work and then there's a couple other loopholes you have to jump through for example you need at least 150 credit hours in order to sit for the exam Uh, you you also need to have uh, a certain amount of accounting experience about two years accounting experience with an accounting firm or, or on the tutelage of a CPA or something along those lines before you can even sit for the exam. I mean, you can sit for the exam before they, they even uh, give you that certification, right? Then there are four parts of the exam, which aren't uh, easy, I would say. Uh, you know, luckily for me, I passed it all the first time, you know, light brag, light flex, but that's not the case for, for a lot of people, right? It's it's, uh, it's hard. It's not, I'm making not even front. It's not an easy exam. So, you have to know. I wouldn't say if I if you want to help people and be a certified financial planner CFP, then you should do that. If you want to do accounting and have the the tax background and use that in a way where you could have your own accounting firm like I do, um, then go ahead and do that. You can still help people, but your passion is what's going to guide that uh, decision and the 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 resistance. Not I'm not shitting on. CFP folks, but the resistance to a CPA is a little bit more difficult.
0: Love it. Love it. That's great advice. Solid advice. I mean, that's a lot of letters for a person like me. Obviously I couldn't answer those questions, but I love what you're doing and I love the light flex as well. Pass all four of those on the first time. All right. So the next question that we have, can you talk more about the benefits of term life insurance over whole life insurance and how does that term life insurance impact your net income?
1: Yeah, really good question, man. I know a lot of my financial advisor friends, they don't like when I talk about this. And most don't, because uh, I think they get a pretty good check from it. But, you know, so to you. But I don't, I believe, so the first thing we will say the difference is term insurance is not permanent, right? It's just for a term, it's temporary. So it ends up being cheaper. Uh, you can get a higher death benefit. But once that term is over, and you've paid your premiums up to that point, you lose it. You don't keep anything. Whereas uh, a whole life policy is permanent insurance. And so it's more expensive and you can keep it forever. And there's a cash value associated with that. Meaning they have these really smart guys called you know, actuaries who calculate. Uh, you can essentially get a return based upon the payouts that they had to do versus the, the expense that they put in. So if there's like a an added buffer of bonus, Instead of, that's how insurance companies make money, right? They have these actuaries can say, okay, these are the claims. These are the premiums. If my claims are less than my premiums, boom, I got money. So they share that to you and they call it a cash value. And you can hold on to that. You have flexibility to do a lot of different things with it. Uh, But it's more expensive. And if you look at it in terms of a return, you can never get uh, a return on the amount of money that you put in into a whole life policy versus that money putting into something like say an index 500 fund. So I personally for where I'm at right now and you know I, I am my net worth is a million but so just to put context around the answer that I'm giving uh a whole life policy is not worth it for me right now. I'm still building. I'm still uh you know that number that my net worth needs to be higher so I need to put that money to work immediately for me and For me personally, it's not a strategy that I go by right now. Now, a whole life policy strategy is very good for those persons who have an abundance of cash that need to have a tax strategy. They're already invested in the market, already invested in real estate, and they have big money problems, right? That's when a whole life policy gets really useful. So these financial advisors will tell you, hey, man, get a whole life policy because the rich is doing it. They're not wrong but the diagnosis is wrong for us. We're not there yet. You know, well, I'm not there yet, let me speak for me. So if you're not there yet and you're sitting on that tons of cash, where it's like, yo, know, I have issues, I gotta put money away so the tax man doesn't get it. Or my wife, you know, my strange wife doesn't get it. This person doesn't get it. Then that's where you're at, right? You have that, you just buy the policy outright and people do that. I've Put a million dollars right out of this whole life policy. And so that way I don't have to worry about it. I know it's protected. I'm not there right now. I'm in the building phase, the wealth accumulation phase. So that's not the strategy for us to go through right now. Now, to answer the second part, like what it does in your net income, it does nothing for your net income, the term insurance, right? It's really just like Chris Rock said, in case shit, you know, so in case shit happens, you got something to fall back on to protect your family. Uh, to play that, that joke, if, if shit doesn't happen, should I get my money back? Which is Chris Rock says. In the whole life policy, essentially that's what happens, right? If shit doesn't happen, you get your money.
0: I love it. All right. So what do you think the best about the best approach in acquiring rental properties? Should it be like cash or financing through a bank?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, very good question. Uh the simple answer, right, is uh OPT, right, and OPF. Uh is that it? Yeah, which is other people's money, other people's time. So in, as you're building wealth, you want to always be able to leverage. And that's how you're able to do more with less, by leveraging other people's money. So in the case of rental property, that's that will be financing. Uh, so that's the, the approach I take with my rental properties, because it allows me to do more with less. Uh, that's not to say that you can't cash, if you just want to... You know, bankroll everything. That's not to say you can't do that. That's fine. It's less risky, but uh, less risk, less reward, more risk, more reward, right? So make educated uh, decisions, uh, make uh, educated risks, you know, calculated risks. And I think the best approach is to leverage other people's money. So if you can finance it, especially in this environment right now, and interest rates are going up, but right now, there's still. you could probably still get around three, something like that. I'm, I'm going with finance.
0: Dig that. Love that. And that's great feedback. So the next one that I have, it's actually based off of some recent news and it it involves one of the big four companies, right? So if you think about Deloitte, I think that they're toying around with the idea of being, well, right now they they have a hybrid approach, but they're toying around with the idea and what the possible impacts of working remotely permanently for mm-hmm. 300,000 employees that they have working for that company, right? That's that's pretty big. And as you as you think about like the quality of life and the benefit of being remote, we see that a lot of people are like harping on that idea. The next question that I have for you is along those lines, but it's it's a little different from an investment standpoint, just thinking about what the possible I guess you would say uh, the background effect or what could possibly happen in a situation with your investments. As you think about real estate investment trust, when you have a big company like that, that's pushing for the possibility of their 300 employees all working remote.
1: Yeah. Another good question. These are great questions. I would say, uh, look at the tights. That's not something I'm going to ignore especially from an investment standpoint. Uh, but that doesn't mean REITs, right? Those real estate investment trusts are untouchable. It means the kind of REIT that you get uh, matters even more. So, there REITs there to focus on residential you know, or apartments, right? You want to focus on those because people still got to live somewhere, right? People still have to live. So, condos, high-rises, those are still going to be good to go the ones that i get a little afraid of is those corporate you know the like malls are dead when i say the rebased malls i want to mess with uh, uh the, the REITs that involve with like you said like those corporations uh actually housing corporations those i want to mess with those right now to be honest um, but retail you know people still got to go to restaurants and people still want to have a good time just to have to have to live so I would change my REIT strategy if you were into one to a REIT that's more focused towards that as opposed to like those like commercial um, investments.
0: I like that. That's a good call out. So it's not like staying away from REITs overall. Right. It's, it's thinking about like really picking where you're going to put your money. Yeah. yeah. I like that. That's great. So I have one and this is uh one that's personal because I have a, a group of, of buddies that like we try to like always come together and think about how can we improve each other and how can we stretch each other so we started off with like last year we had a goal of just being physically fit right and maybe signing up for like something like a spartan race this year the the goal was for us to come together and say okay let's save five thousand dollars in six months and it's more like a weekly like training yourself to to save i'm like okay i can do it you know and i'm only doing it for the group right so who knows? They may say, Hey, let's take a big trip after that. But this is $5,000 just to this group over the course of six months. And I had a backup question. that was more like, Hey, um, how do you want to save it? Do you want me to start a bank account mm-hmm. and then just start throwing it in here? And they were like, Hey, you know what? It doesn't matter. As long as you have $5,000 that you save, that's good. If you want to put it under your mattress, that's good. That's not my style. Right. So it right, leads right. me to this next question. <laughs> and it's simply, um, Like what are your thoughts on like over the course of this like weekly process where I'm investing close to $5,000 over the course of the first six months of the year, there's a stock that I like. I want to just put all of that money right there. And, And I know that, it's a troubling question or it's kind of like complicated a little bit because you may think, okay, I wouldn't just bet all of your money there. And that's not the Mm -hmm. case there. I have multiple Mm -hmm. investments spread out, right? So it's diversified. However, if I'm going to save one thing and there's one that I really like, I love the leadership. I love the direction, the roadmap and the plan. What are your thoughts on really just doubling down and, and really betting on that one thing, pushing all the chips in?
1: You know, Outside of the challenge, I believe you should invest in strong companies, companies you believe in, you have high conviction. I'm, I'm a firm believer of that. Uh, but there's something to be said about the exercise and the discipline of saving $5,000 in six months, right? So it's a challenge amongst friends, amongst a group. And in that case, you know, you could, you could really do, just put it in the bank. And I I know that's almost like, you know, heresy right now, but there's, there's something to be said about the discipline that it takes to an exercise to put money aside. And you can take that exercise and that discipline and apply to stocks as well. So after you get to that challenge, you get the 5,000 bucks. Then from there, you could just throw it all into the the investment that you wanted anyway, whatever it is, crypto, you know, uh, equities, uh, you know, maybe add it to your emergency savings. And, and at that point, you just do it then. Uh, the, the the habit you should have is to continue to invest in high conviction plays, though. But for this challenge, you know, you can put it, in, you can keep it in the bank, right? Because I think the challenge is really more so not about, I think the challenge is about the discipline, it's about the action of doing that thing. And I think since that's the emphasis and it's a good muscle to work on, you know. In this case, I, I give an exception to put it in the bank. Then after that, as soon as the challenge is over, we put it into something.
0: I love that, and and let me tell you the main reason why I love it too. Right, uh, you can put this five thousand, it really building that discipline, and saying okay, over a week I'm going to like maybe two hundred and fifty this week. The next week it may be one hundred and fifty. Um, however. Over that period of time, you want to see that it's five thousand, right? Betting on stock or crypto or something like that, you're you're taking the risk of it. Number yeah. one, it could be like really high, and you could be over that five thousand, and that's great, right? Because if you're yeah. an optimist, but if you want to be realistic, it could also fail, and then the five thousand that you put in end up showing up as thirty one hundred, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, so. Um, get to the point to where you grow that discipline and then you've done, you've done it over a sustained amount of time. You see that 5,000 and then if you want to put it anywhere you want to exactly. after that, you've shown that you can do it. I love that right.
1: approach. And I was like, Let me add this to it too, right? Because I guess what kind of makes me trepidatious about it is there's a time level of six months. And my investments, I'm long-term. So a six-month investment, if it's, that's not something I'm going to do. A six-month turnaround is a swing for me. And I like to limit my swings. This environment now seems a little bearish. So unless you're doing some type of options, right? Some type of uh, uh, put options or something in that case. Like, I'm not necessarily uh, ready to do a swing like that short-term. So I'm more about long-term investing. So 10 years, 5, 10 years, 15 years plus. So in that case... Because there's a timeline of six months, you know, let's work on the exercise and the discipline of saving the money as opposed to flipping the money.
0: I love it. And I'm going to love it even more because, to your point, if I really like it, I shouldn't just like it for right now. It's almost like an internal exercise that I'm doing for myself. If I like it right now, the way that I'm saying, then I should like it six months from now, right? And they shouldn't stop from putting the money in. I love it. I love the advice. Hey, so look, I have five questions. We just ran through them all, but I wanted to open it up just in case there was anything else that um, you may have this year. Maybe something came up in the week, and you're like, you know what? If I needed to give it back to the people, this Mm. is that one thing that I'm going to give back. So maybe we're transitioning from FBF Feedback Fridays to... Free game Fridays. Go ahead and give them some free game.
1: Oh man, uh, let's, let's, let's talk about this. Since we, I just mentioned it about the the environment right now, it's 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 a it's a bearish market right now, and uh, no one can predict where it's going to go. Uh, it may it may be worse, it may stop, it may maybe better. Whatever, but I want to remind people that whenever if you just started last year, whatever it is, to stay disciplined right? It's a long-term play. And when people are getting fearful, that's where you should be greedy. When people are greedy is when you should be fearful. So now is not the time to stop, right? Now is the time to double down on those plays that you feel very strong about. And I'm just going to put it out there since it's a free game. And I don't think I'm going to be giving that much free game because I think it's obvious. But like Apple, I'm going to keep working that, right? Uh, I see the media took a hit. I'm, I'm some game for real. I, I had a chill. But y'all need to look at the video. Look at those chips that are taking hits unnecessarily. Uh oh, another good one that's gonna take some hits, I think, in the future is uh Meta, formerly known as Facebook. Uh they're gonna invest a lot of money. And if you listen to these calls, it's very important you listen to these calls, right? Because they let you know what's going down. They they're investing a lot of money propping up this Facebook or meta universe and they're spending a lot of money. So I anticipate, you know, I don't have a crystal ball but I anticipate the next couple quarterly reports are not going to be as great because they have a lot of what they call one-time expenses. A lot of CapEx is going to go up. If the CapEx goes up. Profit should hurt. It should probably go down. And then there might be some pressure, some selling pressure on them. If it is, you should buy. Well, I'm going to buy because I can't give advice. Uh, I'm buying. So that's, that's all I'll say about that. So double down on your high conviction, please. If you caught your, you get caught with your pants down and some, uh, where uh, the back alley play, uh, I'm sorry. I mean, it's a hard lesson to be learned. But uh, if you have high, strong conviction, keep going. Man.
0: I love it. Thanks again, Alan. I really appreciate it. And just so everybody knows that um, Alan is not your advisor, he is an advisor. He can be. He can be at your service. But please, we want to encourage you all to do your own research. And um, yeah. You know, also follow him. Right. Because he did give you free game. And I'm going to tell you this right now. This is something that he does. This is a passion point for him. So there's always going to be free game there. Go ahead and connect with the individuals that you can get it from. And then if you want to take it a step further, his information is always available if you want to have right. a consultation. So Alan, is there anything else you want? Go ahead.
1: Yeah, because uh 'cause uh this is like like my, my passion right here, the six figures and bigger figures, but I also have an accounting firm, right, which is the CCP consulting the PLLC. and that's where I do book service uh, bookkeeping services, uh consultations, tax services, and remote cFO services and uh, that's where I really you know make 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 my bread to be honest right it's just through, it's through my nine to five through my uh, my firm is where I really make my bread. this is where I actually express my passion and really reach out in a way hopefully we can leverage technology to reach out to people in, in masses because that's what i'm really passionate about but i also have other endeavors as well so a yeah, little plug right there
0: i love it now, thanks again alan i really appreciate you stopping by answering some of the questions for the people man, and we'll make for the sure platform man man every single time i love it thanks again till next time That concludes Feedback Friday for this week. We appreciate you. Please don't hesitate to keep the conversation going. Send those questions. And please, if you disagree with the feedback, send it in too. Till next time.